Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're looking at a lot of different things today. Uh, we're also, of course, keeping our eye on what is happening uh, in the White House and then over at the Capitol. And we are anticipating uh, probably be about an hour from now, maybe a little less, uh, but they will start a press conference with President Zelensky of Ukraine and President Biden. And we will take that live when it comes. And of course, later on uh, at about uh, 5.30, uh, we'll have uh, President Zelensky's address to a joint session of Congress. Uh, In the meantime, really interesting, one of the trends that our society has been advancing for a long time uh, is this idea of a cashless society. And that's an interesting thing to look at. It's been around for a little while. Our, our good friend of the Deseret News, Jay Evenson, uh, senior editorial columnist, uh, had a great piece on this. And something that's really important, there's always unintended consequences uh, that we often don't get to when we think of these kinds of trends. And uh, Jay joins us on the line. Jay, thanks for jumping on. And uh, this is a great piece. Uh, give us some sense of how long have we been working towards this idea of cashless society? Well, hey, boy, thanks for having me on here. You know, the earliest mention I can find of this is in 1960. And um, it's in a, a, a piece in the newspaper, and it said uh, cashless society in offing. And I don't know how long an offing is, but it's uh, something a little bit longer than 62 years probably. Um, but, I'm going to start using that phrase, what? Jay. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, and it's interesting because they, they talk – how uh, you know we're almost in a cashless society uh even back then you know other than five and dime stores uh, yeah what was the last time you heard that uh, i think it's a dollar 25 now but anyway um or parking or meters, parking meters. Yeah. yeah we use apps for that um but you know they were thinking in terms of everyone using checks back then mm. you know and there were some credit cards but I think the lesson here is that we, we can actually see trends coming from afar off, but we have to realize that they happen organically and they, and they take a lot of time. And so Pew came out with a study here recently that, that said 41% of the Americans that they polled uh, had not used cash within the last week or do not use cash in a typical week. Hmm. That's the highest number. It, it was 20, last time they, they did that question, it was 29%. That was in 2018. Wow. So the pandemic has kind of pushed us farther along to the cash list. Now, for people who earn 100000 or more per year, it was 59% who don't use cash. Wow. So w- we are moving toward that, that cashless uh, society. Um, but it's not reaching everybody. We have about 4.5% of the Americans are what we call unbanked. They don't have bank accounts. If you're unbanked, you can't really participate fully in this kind of a modern society where people pay for things with Venmo or Apple Pay. Uh, people pay their bills online. Uh, people are extended credit in ways that, that allow them to uh, maybe overdraw themselves a little bit. Um, those people are not in that group. And it's interesting. There have been studies that, that look at that group and say, well, who? why don't you have a bank account? Well, 21.7% of those in a recent survey said it's because they're too poor. They can't meet the minimum deposit requirements to get an account. 21.6%, almost the same number, said they were distrustful of banks and, and didn't, didn't want to have one. 
few years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, and let me... Well, let's, let's, we can... Let's, Let's dig yeah. into those just a little bit, Jay, because I, to me, this is where it gets really fascinating uh, in terms of where this goes and who this helps and who this hurts. And uh, you, you mentioned those that are unbanked, and uh, there there seems to be two components to that. One, either there's, they don't have enough money so that they're getting charged a lot of fees that uh, that are eating away at what little cash they do have. Uh, and then you also have those that just don't trust the institution or trust the technology uh, or not. And so often this ends up being uh, the poor and the most vulnerable of society. And as you mentioned, if if they are unbanked, uh, most employers are, are going to make payments uh, through, you know, through electronic banking. Uh, most uh, services are, are going to do it by uh, having credit card purchases versus cash. Uh, so give us a breakdown on that just a little bit. You poked at this in, in your article, and I think it's a really important discussion, is how do we help uh, the poor and those that are struggling uh to be able to engage in this cashless society. Interestingly, the percentage of unbanked Americans went down considerably during the pandemic. Why was that? It was because we were giving stimulus checks to all Americans. Mm. And about uh, if you ask those who, who opened their first accounts after March of 2020, more than a third of them said they did so because they got a stimulus, check, which allowed them to meet those minimum banking wow. requirements. There's a problem with that, though. I mean, we can't just keep giving government checks to people to try to help them get bank accounts. We've seen the inflation that results from that. Right. It's, that's a really, really dangerous road to go down. I know there are some people who uh, are supporting uh, minimum uh, cash payments to all Americans uh, per month. Uh, and it comes with some with some real problems. So. There are some there are some government institutions. There's the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund. There's a Minority Depository Institution, and there are groups that are trying to uh, help private banks better serve the unbanked or or to help them to get uh, to get uh, accounts. Um, but it's not an easy answer. It's not it's not an easy problem to solve. Now, with the distressful people, I'm not sure what you do with them. That's, you know, yeah. almost a quarter of the of the unbanked. Mm. Um, I, I think it speaks to a greater problem that we have in society, which is we're starting to lose trust in our institutions. Yeah. And uh, if that is allowed to spread, then I think uh, we have a real systemic problem that we need to address. Yeah, so so many crucial p- pieces in there. And, and you look at that vicious cycle of all of that. Uh, you talk about you know giving government stimulus checks out uh, in order to help people, so it did allow some to go and actually get a, a bank account, so they were no longer unbanked. Uh, 
but then we continue to do that and spend in ways that has caused inflation to go through the roof. And, and who does that hurt the most? It hurts the poor and the most vulnerable. And so there's sort of a vicious cycle uh, in all of that. But uh, this is this is great perspective as always, Jay. We appreciate you breaking it down for us. You can read Jay's piece at Deseret.com. Uh, always insightful, and uh, this is one of those. Uh, Jay, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your your word for the day, uh, and that is when my wife asks me <laughs> when I'm going to clean the garage, I'm going to say me cleaning the garage is in the offing. That way, I know I got Perfect. at least 62 years before I have to cash in. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. <laughs> All right, Jay Evenson, uh, truly one of the one of the greats. Always one of our uh, favorite interviews here on Inside Sources. Jay, thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. So we have learned an important definition today that uh, in the offing uh, means about 62 years, apparently, uh, when it comes to cashless society. Amazing that they were talking about it back in the early 60s, uh, that uh, becoming cashless was there. But again, there's all of these back-end implications that we often don't think about, and it often ends up hurting the very people we're trying to help. Well, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Much more to come. Continued focus on the visit of Ukrainian Prince, President Zelensky to the White House and to Congress. We'll cover all of that here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Hour number two coming up on Inside Sources. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.